fellas, don't drink that coffee. everyone to Dish and the Percolator, a podcast about the greatest show on Showtime, Nurse Jackie. No, that's not true. Um, this is about Twin Peaks The Return. I'm the host, Sean O'Donnell. With me, as always, is Dallas. Dallas, hello. Yeah, some would say co-hosts. You're not mm. the host. So with us, not as always, but always happy to have him with us is John Lorenz. John, how are you? I am excellent, excited to talk about this. I know. John and I haven't talked about this since I'm, we have watched it, and I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I was thinking about this episode as like, I've been waiting for this episode for a long time, because not only is it like, I've been waiting for Twin Peaks to come back for however long, it's the first time, Dallas, that you're kind of on the level playing field as John and I. Like, well, this is all us watching a, sh- a new show all of us reacting kind of at the same pace where we haven't had years to digest it. So I think it's kind of cool. We've transitioned into a new kind of perspective on the show. So, yeah, I mean, I would say like my first, my, my opening thought would be, I get that Cosby's a a doctor, but his wife's a lawyer. I mean, they have to make so much money. (laughs) Wait wait wait, I, wait, wait, I, wait, 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 sorry. wait, 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 what show did you watch? I thought we were watching the Cosby show from the, from the start. <laughs> season three of the Cosby show? We were starting with season three and then we were working backwards. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a can podcast. Can you imagine, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that podcast like, like, like one of their podcasts is the Cosby show and then their other podcast is following the Cosby trial? <laughs> can you imagine whoever is doing the podcast for the Cosby show like once the Cosby news was came out in public they had to just be so bummed like, like how quickly did they make it about them and their they, own success <laughs> they're like pack it up they're like they're tearing down the Cosby podcast headquarters like the guy's like slowly unplugging the microphone cord from the mic just like thinking about all the times he talked about Lisa Bonet oh man this pudding podcast shirt isn't going to make it <laughs> Yeah, like GoDaddy sends him the like, hey, it's time to renew the domain. And he's like, no, GoDaddy, I'm not (laughs) renewing the domain. Anyway. Um, Nice pivot, Dallas. You got us off immediately. Yeah, you know. I know, I feel like I didn't get enough of that pudding pod. You know that that this wasn't going to be easy. Um, Let's get a – so I've introduced everyone because, I'm like I said, I'm a really good host. Um, You can follow us on – Twitter at Percolator Pod, and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, which I recommend you do. It's the best way to find out when we put out a new episode. And I'm proud of us because it's literally the day after the episodes aired, and we've managed to find the time to get together to talk about these. So congratulations, us. 
we haven't even done anything. I'm just already patting us on the back. Um, <laughs> I got to be done in 20 minutes. Okay, let's start. Here we go. So the ending of this one. No. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, it's it was hard for me last night to like press play. If that makes any sense, it was like. I was I was thinking about the moments before like these are the last this is the last time before I will have seen this show and I have mm-hmm. been so excited and like probably too excited um, and I've built it up in my head for you know if not the last couple of years the last quarter of a century and I'll just say like I loved it I was amazed at how just like it kind of hit it hit all of the marks I wanted it to, and then also did things I just could never imagine. Um, hey, where I'm, Sean. Where I'm sitting today right now, I am blown away by what I watched last night. Dallas. I yet to pause. The kid is driving me nuts. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> We're going to keep, I'm going to keep talking to John right now. Because also, I, also if, you're new, if you're new to the podcast, and some of you might be, um, we all have we all have small children who try to ruin the podcast every time, and uh, sometimes I just edit it out. Sometimes now that I have you, John, here as well, you and I can keep <laughs> rowing so the boat doesn't sink. So, sure, t- tell me how you felt yesterday. Like I was a nervous wreck all day. <laughs> I uh, I had too much going on, uh, yeah. so I was distracted from that. Yes, um, but I was definitely super psyched. But it was interesting, and I think Julie and I were going to watch it maybe at seven, but yeah. then we kept doing other things, and I wasn't. I was okay with it. I think for the same reason that you were, because I was like, man, like when when it goes, that's it. Like that's here it, it is. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, my overall feelings are more complicated. I, uh, as with a lot of his works, the first time I'm, I'm like a, a bit baffled. Sure. Um, even though I love the aesthetic, so yeah. my first time through, I'm always like, okay, I love how this looks. I love how this feels. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I try to not overanalyze things, but yeah. I find that that um. Oh, welcome back. Yeah, hi. Hi. I was just saying, uh, I I was, uh, in watching, I was trying to not to overanalyze, because I know, you know, I know the things I love that he does in his movies, um, but then I I couldn't help myself when I'm going, you know, man, this is going on for a long time, (laughs) then kind of going, just try and sit back and enjoy it. I will will say one thing that I... I, um, would recommend to anyone who is a fan. Uh, I had the benefit today. I rewatched both of them and I would definitely recommend you do that. Um, especially if you're like a really big fan, I was almost just too like what is happening to enjoy some of it. So there were scenes in the, in the first two episodes that I enjoyed so much more the second time through because I wasn't just dealing with the like, Oh my gosh, I'm watching this show that I had kind of going on in my head last night. So if you get a chance, John, I would, and in Dallas, I'm, I will, I can want to get to kind of where you're at, but if you enjoyed it, I would definitely recommend taking the time to rewatch it because there's a lot of stuff yeah. that you miss. It's, it's definitely one of those things where you see it a second time, you appreciate things a different way. 
Uh, I had intended to. And, um, yeah, I, I really agree with you because I, I realized I, – I'm glad we didn't talk about it right afterwards. Yes. Um, because, in you know, I've been thinking about it all day. Yeah. And in doing that, I've been able to kind of go from – you know, looking at a particular scene and going, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then you don't find out after a long time. Yeah. But then later being able to go, I I can enjoy in retrospect that that's just part of the question. Like sure. that, that wasn't supposed to be a question and an answer or even yeah. even a whole question. Sure. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. Dallas, uh, what are yeah. your, uh, how are you feeling? How were you, what were your thoughts on part one? Well, um, <clears throat> Immediately, I was, uh, not immediately, but pretty early on, I was like, oh, no. We're going down this fire walk with me thing where we get to start out in a whole new town <laughs> with a whole new cast. Yeah. All the things I that, that I didn't want, <laughs> uh, and I don't think anyone else who likes Twin Peaks wanted, is going to happen. Yay. Um, and I'm not out of the woods on that thought yet. Sure. But uh, on the flip side, I'm a big fan of Matthew Lillard. So, uh, you know. I, I am too. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I, I also see Punk, so probably top 50 movies for me. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and so I like Matthew Lillard. I was excited. I thought he was really good in the show. I and, agree. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it, one of the things that I was looking forward to most about this new season and uh, like you could tell right away, it was just the quality of the show. Yeah. Um, I think there was still some very, I guess you just have to call it Lynchian effects, special effects. Sure. Where they still look pretty cheap. Okay. Uh, and not that well, um, not that well, like edited. Like they just look very early '90s. Like as far as like, I don't know. But it's still I felt that way. I felt that way too. I wondered if it was a choice or not. It's got to be. It's got to uh, be because if you look at those old effects, I think you guys have even said this on the podcast. Like, even though you can tell, oh, that's super dated. It, it looks creepy enough that you're you still have kind of the the correct emotional reaction from it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the effects, yeah, even though you might you'd have a pristine screen, and I felt like a lot of what they do in special effects nowadays to make it more realistic is to not make it super perfect. You know, yeah. they give it a little dirt. And this was very a lot of the effects seemed to me to be very clean in the red room anyway. Um, well, let's like I said, let's not get too flat. far yeah. too far ahead of ourselves because I don't want us to get into stuff that's in part two. Sure which whereas a lot of the red room stuff um, happens. Yeah. Uh, so let's start going through the part one. Well, James I, I, comes in and saves him. <laughs> let's, I can't wait to get to James. Um, I will He's say, cool. I, will, I do want to bring up that it felt very Mark Frost light. I felt that way too. Like I, I was expecting it to be, and I think in the overarching, when you step back from this, when we watched all 18 parts, I feel like, there's definitely something going on. They've started a story in motion. I think that that's where he's going to come in. But I was amazed at how much this felt at some points, just like it felt like Inland Empire, which Dallas and I talked about this on the first episode of Dish and the Percolator 
how I mentioned, like usually with an artist, you look at the last thing they did as an indicator as to kind of what you're going to get next. And I was, I felt kind of justified there and that like a lot of this felt like, you know, it, it, there was a lot of things that didn't feel like Twin Peaks to me. Um, mm-hmm. Take that for what it was. Again, my, my gut reaction, I loved it. And I loved watching it again today. I'm totally, I'm even in on the new stuff, but let's start going through this episode, talk about the things that, you know, stood out to us. So the, um, it starts right away with the thing we had seen, like the first preview of this was they showed this, this scene from season two, the finale where Laura Palmer says, I'll see you again in 25 years. And this is how they decided to start the show. Um, and so from there we're back in Twin Peaks. They have the like shot of the I guess it's like a drone flying, you know, and we see the woods, we see, you know, some shots from the original show, the high school, the girl running, you know, when, when Dawn is crying, we see Laura's picture. And then, you know, one of the questions everyone kept having was like, what's the, what's the credits going to be? And so the credits are exact same music cue. It's falling, but with kind of like an updated shot of a, a drone flying over the falls and then you have like the red curtains. So like, and that was cool. I guess I was, did you think at all that they might've just used the original credits? Was there any part of you, John, that thought like maybe they'll just do that? I wondered if they would because the X files did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I hoped they would do something new. Um, and I like it. I like that it's short. I like sure. that they don't have to go through all 30 cast members. I mean, especially <laughs> yeah. since this this has like 300 cast members. Sure. And it's kind of a but, surprise. Uh, it's kind of a surprise. Like, who's who's going to be in the cast? Yeah. 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 So, um, I was hoping for you make my dreams come true from Hollow Notes. <laughs> do, you guys, do either of you watch The Leftovers? Not yet. It's it's a great show, but one of the things that this season is like it's the same credits every time, but it's a different theme song. They just use a different song every time, and literally one of them this season was the Perfect Strangers theme song, (laughs) which was amazing. It was so good. Um, It actually had something to do with the show. It wasn't just like random, but um, the the Alfie showed up. Yeah, the leftovers. Cousin Larry is actually in the show in Leftovers. Um, no way. Yeah, he is. As by the way, by the way, as the actor who as Markland Baker. Yeah, yeah, he is. Markland Baker is in the show. That's so funny. <laughs> the Leftovers is a great show. I recommend it. I've okay. Heard about that. Yeah. Um. So how are they going to start it out? We started out in, I guess, like. I felt like this is the gray room. Like we're not in a place we've ever seen. And we start out with the giant who may or may not be the giant. Cause he's not listed in the credits as the giant. Um, this felt very eraser head, right? Like, did you get that at all? Oh, so most of this of so much of all this felt like eraser head. Yeah. I was, I was sh- I, I mean, but it had my attention. Like right oh, sure, away, sure. the first shot is the giant talking to Cooper in a place that we didn't know. And I was like, what is happening? I want to know. Um, and there's, you know, there's just a bunch of cryptic dialogue about listen to the sounds. And there's like a little like phonograph with the really weird sounds coming out. That's worth noting. And he's day. telling him to remember, 
He's telling them to remember remember numbers. Yes, and, so and this happens a couple God, times. How am I going to remember this? And what what are the numbers mean? Some of the things he yeah. said. He says that I I wrote down is the the giant, or if it's the giant, he says it's in our house now, and Cooper says it is. And then he also says, it all cannot be said aloud now. And I was like, of course it can't all be said aloud now, right? That's the whole point of this show. We can't tell everyone what's happening in the first five minutes. Um, so, yeah, he says 430 and then Richard and Linda. <laughs> what is happening? Um, but Cooper, of course, says, I understand. You know, she's like, okay, oh, good, great. He understands. And then there's a line. Was that about, uh, what? Was that good, Cooper? Are we sure yes. that was good, Cooper? I don't. I guess. I guess we don't know where we are, right? Wondered if we were seeing something in the. I mean, the the typical black and white thing is, oh, you're seeing something from the past. Sure. Uh, so I thought maybe that was something from a long time ago, or yeah. it's something we're going to see later. He um, says, "You are far away." That's the last line that the giant or whoever he's playing has. Before Cooper disappears. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, it's a way to open the show. It has me go like, you know, it's like, I knew we were going to get a lot more kind of questions with the new season. And it's like, okay, yep. You've started off on that foot where I'm like, what is happening? You know, I will say that like this show had me asking enough questions that I never thought about. Like, are they going to get to Judy? Like, I didn't care about Judy, you know? Right? Did they mention Judy? No, but I didn't care because I was like, what's 430 and who are Richard and Linda? Like, he made me forget mm-hmm. about Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you remember those numbers in Firewalk With Me? Wasn't that 430? <laughs> I'm, done. I'm not joking. Okay. They it's show a- those numbers in Firewalk With Me, Chris Isaac, when they were in the mobile home. There was you, like a- You know it's hard to know when you're kidding or not, right? I know that, but if I'm if I'm saying number, if I'm talking about numbers, I'm never joking about they numbers. They do have there's, there's those numbers on the, the pole, pole, but I don't yeah, think but I, don't I know, know what they are. Six, I know six is one of them, and maybe there's four, five numbers or something like that. But there was, but they were in different, uh, um, like designs. Is that the yeah. you know like? I think I uh, yeah I don't know I don't know what the numbers mean and then the and we'll get to there's more numbers coming up and I want to talk about Did the second. Did someone episode. say that David Lynch has said that Firewalk with Me is the key to understanding the season? I think he didn't say it's the key, but I think he says it's relevant to like the season. Like it it it's not they're not ignoring it, right? Well, and they're great. obviously not like the stuff we've kind of learned. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny that the first thing they show that connects us to like the old show other than Cooper was Jacoby. Um, and it's a really weird scene where he's like, he just gets a delivery of shovels. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that was, that was one of those things that I was talking about earlier where like it goes on so long, but it's shot super interesting. He shoots it from far away. Like they're being watched. Yeah. I kind of, and like, then it's at, yeah. If you finally get to the end of it and you're like, uh, oh, okay. he's just getting a package and the guy and there's tools. I, yeah, I, I feel like he really missed a chance for us to like have a moment with Jacoby, you know, like by shooting it so far away. Like that, that frustrated me a little bit, you know, like not using a close up of when he takes the glasses off to show that it's him, mm-hmm. you know, 
I just didn't, I don't get it. I don't get what's going on, but obviously something's happening with Jacoby and we don't know, we don't know what. Um, I loved it. <laughs> okay, good. Did you write down the numbers from the, that the guy said? Wh- which guy? That the guy said who? The giant. 430. Okay. I looked up the firewalk with me numbers and they're not. They're, they're all like, something it's like 2468. Yeah. Isn't it all like. It, it's like an 832810 <clears throat> and then a big six. Yeah. Yeah, but if you add those together. <laughs> and then you, d- you divide it. And you divide it by by a Russ Tamblin. <laughs> I am. I'm. It's it's great that Russ Tamblin's the first like character we see. Who is it's isn't. great, and I disagree with your assessment of the situation. Okay, I would have. I, I think you, it was like a really pretty uh, shot. Like okay. it was like uh, to me, it signified that we're back in Twin Peaks. It's 25 years later. This is still pretty much a slow town, and nothing's really changed. And Russ Tamblin's still as weird as ever. And he's collecting shovels. That's yeah, what, I liked it. That's what it got to me. Shovel collection. So, By the way, if you're shooting for 45 minutes, you are not going to make I, it, buddy. I know, I know. I know. I don't know what to do. What are we going to do? Skip over all that? Because we're about to get into, like, to me, what the, is the craziest thing in this next this episode, which is the camera, the, the building with all the cameras. So we're, mm-hmm. in, <clears throat> we're in New York City for the first time. Um, there's this, like, kind of... It looks like a prison. You know what I mean? There's no, there's not a lot, a ton of windows. I'm not sure if this is actually a building in New York, if they use special effects to create this thing. But um, there's uh, just a room with a bunch of cameras and a glass box and a guy sitting there who looks like Matt Gorney. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from what we know, what we learned later in this episode, this guy is just getting paid to watch to see if something shows up in this box. Um you know, as a Twin Peaks fan, it made me think of, you know, Agent Jeffries, and it made me think of Chet Desmond, mm-hmm. like disappearing and reappearing in different places. I, I, that was my initial thought: was wherever this space is, is a place, and you know that stuff can enter and leave, um, and someone has set all this up to try to capture either evidence, photographic evidence, or actually physical evidence of someone's ability to do this um but in this scene we just kind of see this guy you know what his job is and then his girlfriend or some girl he knows comes to try to bring him coffee and wants to come in and see what's going on and she's not allowed to um did she seem like she had a like a motive other than curiosity or just wanting to uh, make out with him i think it was that right Mm-hmm. That's kind okay. of what it seemed like. It seemed like she, she liked this guy's name is Sam. I think mm-hmm. she just liked Sam. But she did you can't... recognize this girl? Yeah, she's in Californication. Yes, yes. Also disrobed many times. On yes, that in Californication. Show. She's like, oh, is it? Showtime? I need a sure. girl who can disrobe <laughs> and is fine with it. I'm like, we got some at Showtime. Um, that's funny. Who else? Someone else from sh- from that show is in this. I'm not making that up. Oh, right? uh, David Duchovny. Yeah, the David Duchovny. That's right. <laughs> Why was I not thinking about that? Um, okay, so so I did love the Great Northern. Is the next scene? This was one of the ones where the first time I watched it, I was like, I didn't enjoy it as much. But this, today, when I watched it again, the dialogue is actually really funny between Ben and Jerry. Yeah, I think I again it's that thing of like I'm expecting a, I have an expectation out of it. Yeah. 
Yes, that's what it was. Now that I know that I'm not going to get any important information that I probably, or at least I don't know that I am. Yeah. uh, You can just relax and let those guys be funny and let Ashley Judd, you know. Why does Ashley Judd have that job? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was funny. It would be really (laughs) funny if that's her only appearance in the series. (laughs) At the pace that they're going with the show, it might be. Like, they have to fit the other 180 people we haven't seen yet who have roles, right? Um, So how did Ben Horn go from being the conniving uh, rule breaker to this, like, you have to respect woman guy? And how did the the world-traveling Jerry go become this, like, laid-back pot? guy oh, I, don't, I don't know i think it all kind of to me it didn't seem out of place in terms of like where ben we were where we left ben i'm not criticizing it. it's just yeah. such a you know it's such a different spot on the dial from where where they were with jerry with jerry it was like oh of course he's a stoner like of course he's into edibles <laughs> sure. you know i loved his line i loved his line about suck it to me suck it to me suck it to me like it's really funny this scene is great it's worth i guess it's worth a repeat and watch um, and he has a line about wheels up when he's talking about eating whatever he's whatever thing he's got in his hands. Um, but uh, anyway, it was again on first watch. I didn't really enjoy it as much. And the second time, you really enjoy lines like when <laughs> it ends and Ben goes, "Is that mother's hat?" That <laughs> yeah, was my favorite line. <laughs> yeah, that was a good um, line. Scenes that didn't quite for me come off as well was the next one at the sheriff station with Lucy and the insurance yeah. salesman. Just um, slow start for those guys. Uh, yeah, for me. Yes. But then you know once they got in their groove, I was enjoying it. I like well, like when the insurance guys like I'd like to see Sheriff Truman, and I was like, so would we? <laughs> like, please. Yeah. So as far as we know, actually, Michael Aunt Keen is not in the show, um, but Robert Forrester plays his brother. So. Um, I don't know which one is sick and which one is fishing, as she says, because she keeps asking which one she wants to see. So I guess time will tell if we'll see. Wait, what. why would Michael on King not be in the show? I, he, I, I don't he have retired. The, yeah, I don't have the details, but he was going to do it. And then apparently he wasn't going to do it. There's some, you know, there's some rumors about like people who aren't listed in the cast who still might be in the show, but I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what people are holding out hope for. I think because like, you know, Heather Graham wasn't listed in the cast and Michael Aunt Keen wasn't listed in the cast. Um, you know, do you know, do you know why the little man was not in it? He, I heard he what, was not asked. I something. heard that he was asked and he said he got like lowballed by showtime. So I want to get into more of that. And then well, talk about your all time pun. I, no, no, I want to, <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I don't want to get too far into that because I want to talk about that in the next episode. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what I heard. He had he had publicly ranted that he did not get offered enough money to do it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we got to move on. I have yeah, too many jokes. We, yeah, we, we got to move on. Yeah, we got to move on. So oh, this is awesome. This is so awesome. So we see the kind of and we've this was in the in the trailer the car driving through the woods. And we hear this like really creepy music, and um, it's worth noting this is like 
a pop song by this band Money Magnolia that David Lynch in the credits is listed as the David Lynch remix. It's literally the, just the song slowed down by like a half or like like less than that. So I know the song too. What is it? What is it? It's American. Uh, it's called American Woman. It's not the like. Okay. It's not the like that song you know. Okay. The, it's not okay. like the Lenny Kravitz kind of cover of it. It's their own version. It's their own song, but. Um, it's crazy that he just slowed it down in half, and that's what the song is. I noticed that the the Angelo music is like kind of absent. There's yeah, it's they, barely used. They in announced this. they announced the day before the show or two days before the show that there's going to be a season three soundtrack out in September. And right now I'm like, what songs are going to be on it? Because well, I, don't I think... can tell you that two podcasts from now. Okay, sounds good. So wait, um, John, have you watched three and you four? Think... I did. Okay, so I don't, don't could ruin not it. stop. Yeah, don't no, stop. no, no, I won't. But, I'm actually hoping to but, get to it tonight. Um, but I, yeah. The um, I was just surprised at how much of it was just silent. Like that's why it felt like Eraserhead to me. Yes, it was. There was so many stretches with no dialogue or just yeah. like that kind of ooh yeah. sound. So this anyway. scene, I loved this scene. So we 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 don't yeah. know what's happening at all. We kind of had a, you kind of had an inkling that you know bad cooper was going to be in the show and yes he is he has long hair and he's wearing a leather jacket and it's a little like oh this is kind of on the nose of like this is what bad cooper would be like it's a little costume were you gonna give him a goatee too and you decided against that at the last minute um do you think it do you think they wanted to evoke bob like with the hair and stuff maybe yeah maybe I I'm I move past it quickly because I think I think Kyle McLaughlin is awesome. He's so awesome. Oh yeah, as He's bad great. Cooper, and this scene is so cool. Like I think I think we're in South Dakota. They they don't say where we are, but like from where we go from here, like I think that's where this is. Um, so he goes to this trailer, and the guy, the guy who's like the muscle for the trailer, is quickly disposed of by Cooper. Um, and this place appears to belong to a guy named Otis and Beulah. Uh, this is this is very much in the like it feels like a David Lynch movie, and it is, um, and it was awesome. So Cooper's there to like pick up two people, this young woman named Daria and a guy named Ray who are there. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a memorable scene. Is it like a flop house? Like what? I is don't this know. Place? What, I don't like know a, what Beulah is running. Um, cause those, those other guys sitting around the room were, you know, and the fact pretty that Dar- sketchy and Daria on, yeah. on her way, how it like goes and like kind of affectionately says goodbye to those guys. So, <laughs> Yeah, what is it? I don't know. And Otis is just drinking moonshine. Um, mm-hmm. But Coop, I like. He's like, uh, he tells her to get put something better at your front door, and she says it's her excuse is it's a world of truck drivers, which is a that's such a great line. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Coop, Coop, and Ray and Daria exit uh, Beulah's trailer, and uh, I like that Otis calls him Mister C. Mr. C, mm-hmm. Mr. C. Um, yeah. Anyway, Coop, Coop is, uh, what's going on? What's going on with bad Coop? I have a lot of questions. 
I didn't expect bad Coop to be like bad to the bone Coop, you know? <laughs> I would expect him to be more like Wyndham Early kind of, you know, white collar evil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't expect him to kind of it does go feel into like the he... rural underworld of crime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel like he's uh, he's like playing like Nicolas Cage in Snake Eyes or something. <laughs> and, and he has Nick, he has Nicolas Cage's haircut from Con Air. Yeah, and he yeah. has and he has like a snakeskin button up, which he is has, great. He has Nicolas Cage's outfit from every Nicolas Cage movie, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm still glad it's not Nicolas Cage. Now I disagree with you there. <laughs> Um, although I love Nicolas Cage in Wild at Heart, so maybe Nicolas Cage would have been a great bad Cooper. Um, so back to New York City, uh, Tracy shows up again. She said she would the night before. She's like, oh, I can't come in. Maybe I'll come by tomorrow and bring you coffee again. This time, the guard is gone. Uh, and she says, no, he's not here. No one is here. Um, I think his name's Sam. He checks the bathroom. There's no one in the bathroom. So he lets Tracy in and he explains what he's doing. And I kind of talked about this earlier, but he says it's just a job. He doesn't even know what he's doing. I don't know. He says, I got a job to help with school. He says he heard the guy who runs this place or owns it is a billionaire, some anonymous billionaire. He says the last guy before him saw something, but he wouldn't tell me or he couldn't tell me. So I think it's worth noting that like, the dude before him did not meet the same end as Sam. Like he talked to this guy. So whatever happened, you know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't what happens to Sam. Um, so then the two of them sit down on the couch and like, Oh, Hey, we're not on ABC anymore. It's showtime. And they start making out and they start having sex. Definitely is showtime. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, (laughs) Dallas, what were some of your favorite showtime after dark shows when you're, in high school uh twin peaks the return <laughs> uh perfect strangers uh the return wait 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 season wait, three wait. of the cosby show wait what <laughs> what <laughs> i was joking that i thought she was gonna punch him in the face oh yeah i thought the- there was like a moment where i was like <laughs> is she gonna joke. like try to kill him because of that weird time where she was trying to watch the code well, john was making putting- a john was making a californication joke have you seen that show <laughs> dallas oh no i don't you know he oh, a- you, you you should That's good. Check at out. least the first I, couple seasons are great yeah i don't watch things with california in the title oh okay cool so you so that one saved by the bell spinoff what was it uh california dreams yeah you didn't watch that Oddly enough, I do make exceptions if Dream is also in the title. <laughs> if it's a Saved by the Bell spinoff, you're in? Well, it wasn't a spinoff, by the way. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's like saying Alf was a spinoff of Roseanne. They just well, happened at the same time. You don't, well, you, you don't know that. Roseanne, um, Alf the Return? Wasn't the way, Alf a spinoff? Didn't he, he, he show up on a... Kind of like Mork and Mindy. We're so off task. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Guys, listen. Actually, Mork and Mindy was a spinoff of Happy Days. I think Alf showed up on the show. Are you telling me? Show, are, you, are you telling me that Alf was a spinoff of Happy Days? Did you just say that? No, no Alf Morgan was a spinoff of something. You're not wrong, John. 
Yeah, Morgan Mindy was a spinoff of Happy Days. Can Alf be a spinoff of Happy Days? Because I want to know more about this thing I, I just made up. If you do six degrees, it's probably. Oh I feel like gosh. the path lynches on with the show. Alf might pop up. I sometimes wonder things like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't spoil parts three and four for us, John. Please. <laughs> uh, anyway, where he's going? We with saw this. like a we saw a great ass. Yes, and. Uh, there. I, w- I won't argue that. What? <laughs> so, is this one of the effects that you're like? You thought this looked bad? So here's the thing: the, the the little the ghost thing or whatever it is shows up. Like, unless you guys know what it might be, because you pay attention much more than I do. But I do not. I couldn't. I have tell a theory it. now, but not. I didn't write then. What's which the I'll theory? talk to you about. Well, I can't yet. I can't tell you okay. yet. John oh. can't because okay. John has gone ahead. So well, but, yeah. anyway, there's the, when the ghost comes out or whatever it is comes out. So this is where I texted Sean because uh, <laughs> it was freaky as hell. Like it was super freaky, but then yeah, at the same time, like the effects were pretty bad. Yeah, it, I, and it was kind of it wasn't it. It was more like the choice of what they decided to do. Like when it was attacking them. They just held on to each other. They they like did a fast forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, I think it, and I think, it's, but I still found it pretty terrifying. Yeah, I, I, it was I, terrifying. I, but at the same time, I'm like, is it even blood? Like, I don't know what's happening because like they're just holding on to each other. They're not moving. Nothing's happening. They're not trying to get away. Find out what really happened to them till later. They're just sitting there in a position. It's and it's, it's like it's a it's, it's very weird. Ve- to me. It's also like. The show felt to me like it, it was a David Lynch art show come to life. Like, if for the, any of you who are familiar with like some of his paintings or his sculpture, yes, like it just totally. felt like he had free reign to do and create and make it. And this felt very much like something he would have, like just the creature, even, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And there's more examples of this as we go on, but. I definitely think it's a stylistic thing. Like, I don't think you're going to see a David Lynch kind of like thing where it's going to be like an actual alien looking thing that just is slashing people. It's going to be abstract and there's going to be going to be an abstraction. Yeah. There's going to be blurry lines. It's not going to be clear. Like it just, I don't think it's going to be like that. Um, I thought this was like super effective and whatever he was trying to do. It was horrifying and just different. I don't know. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to finding out more what's happening there. But uh, this is where I kind of, again, I really enjoyed this episode, but I did also kind of be like, why are we in Buckhorn, South Dakota? Um, This whole scene with the police got a little tedious with the woman with the keys you know, and then like <laughs> that was the that was the one dead spot for me because I yeah. I realized I I I figured out what they were doing, I figured out what Lynch was doing immediately. I'm like, sure. oh, this is gonna be one of those. Yeah, this is gonna be one of those things where she's so dumb and she keeps uh-huh. coming back. And, and I was I was thinking back to better versions of this scene, like the Mulholland Drive with the guy with the vacuum cleaner and the sure. Um, sure. Or even like the the old guy walking around in the bank like that. <laughs> yeah, this felt like an unfunny version of that. And maybe it's because I didn't think she was very funny. But that, um, she did have one funny line, which is when she calls the cops, she says, "You don't know me." <laughs> I think that's really funny. 
Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, she just finished filming her uh, stamp special for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. What's her name? Uh, woman with keys. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, Netflix. They, they just give them out to anybody these days. It's, it's crazy. True. It's true. They might. It's and pretty, like I, the moment they left that place, I'm like, she probably has them. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I love that guy that they went to go find. Oh yeah, he's. I wrote. He's in. Uh, he was in Maverick with James Garner uh-huh. and uh, Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster. Right around that same time, he was in this movie that I used to love because I was in love with Demi Moore, mm-hmm. um, called the The Butcher's Wife. Yeah, I remember that and movie. He, yeah, so he was like the newspaper boy who would steal stuff sometime, but he was like yeah, in he love was- with her. He was in like every single movie from like 1986 to 1995. Yeah. His name is, like, he just showed up. His name is Max Perlich or Perlick. I wrote it down. Um, He's got a funny line about they're they're asking. I mean, it's just like, it's very like tedious with all the names and stuff. But, um, and then he's on the phone later talking about it's like Harvey and Hank and Chip. And I don't know why all of this is in there. But um, anyway, so. Well, I was he, bummed they said Hank, and I was like, Hank? Yeah, I thought <laughs> – I kept waiting for this to be like, oh, who is this that we know that's dead? Yeah, you can't you can't say Hank and it not be not, Hank. Not be Hank, right? Yeah. It's so, like watching the Cosby show. Uh-huh. Yes, go and on. And they say Theo, and then some white dude walks in the door. <laughs> it's, if you're going to say Hank, it's, it better be Hank, unless Hank, Hank changes last name and we don't know yet. So, um, John probably does because he went ahead. I do love, I love the guy who's the detective in this. The guy who plays mm-hmm. Detective Dave Mackley. Um, not the, not the two cops, but the guy who comes in with the gloves. So when mm-hmm. they finally pull the blanket back, we see, uh, oh, is he well, the guy so, who goes, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, like no, no, no. He sees no, the girl. No. So it, I, I'm, I'm going ahead, but the two cops get in there. He goes, Uh oh. Yeah, that guy was funny. Oh, it's uh oh, it's that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got uh-oh and he gets two of those. But the uh, the guy who's the the guy who interrogates Matthew Lillard, who's like his buddy, I really yeah, liked yeah. a lot. Um, but yeah, he is a great. Two he gets to hit it two times with the uh oh when he sees that the <laughs> the woman has been shot in the eye, and then when they finally pull the the blanket off of her, it's just a severed head, and then a guy's body. It's really gruesome. Um, yeah. So far, the show is really gory, and I've it's, got a theory about the body when we when we get to uh, the police station. Okay, I'm 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 looking forward to it because this felt a little too. Again, I really enjoy this, but I'm still having. I do have some things where I'm like, why are they doing this? It felt very seven this scene to me. Yes, um, more so that like than how kind of Twin Peaks was in the original form. Um, Dude, the log lady. I was like in tears um, seeing her. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, we had known Catherine Coulson passed away and they had said they filmed stuff with her. But to like actually see her and to see her in the state she's in was like, oh, man, it's, it was really moving as a fan. Um, and it was like so cool that she was in it. But yeah, so she calls Hawk. And they seem to give her such important stuff to do. Yeah, that's, I mean. I love that too. She didn't just show up to 
to be kind of quirky no, and weird. She her dialogue, and I haven't seen three and four, but it's like that. I guess there's kind of titles for these, or there's subtitles, and she has the subtitles at least in the first two episodes. So she hmm. tells Hawk something is missing, and you have to find it. It has to do with Special Agent Dale Cooper. The only way you, or the way you'll find it, has something to do with your heritage. And she says this is a message from the log. Um, I would be stoked if Hawk has a big part in the show because I think he was one of my favorite characters, you know, from the original series. And it's just cool to see him in this kind of, you know, maybe leading the way in this investigation. But anyway, what um, did you think she meant when she said part of your heritage? Well, for you read, so you read the secret history of Twin Peaks, right? Yes, but I don't really, So I mean, I know there's, that stuff. I just was thinking him specifically. Does she mean because I, so here's he's the, the tracker or? Well, I, this is what my thought was. Because I've read, the, the, when it came out, I devoured it in like two days. And then mm-hmm. I just started listening to it again on the audiobook. And the one thing mm-hmm. that they talk about early on is that like the reason that all the problems, kind of the darkness in the woods existed because of like the mistreatment of the native mm-hmm. people in the area. So okay. that's the thing that rang in my head when she said that. Okay. Um, that Hawk may be able to kind of have some sort of perspective or insight because of that. Again, this is coming from Mark Frost, so maybe that's why. Um, was Hawk one of the? Was he the first person to tell Cooper about the lodges? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. If you've seen Young Guns, then this will make sense to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. The spirit so, animal. Thing? <laughs> the spirit animal. Yes. Yes. Spirit horse, not spirit animal. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Dallas. Guy, guys. Hey, Dallas. What are you drinking? I hear that. Uh, it's that Piper Down Ballast Point. Pipe. We've got a Piper Down. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I heard. Did I hear ice? Are you drinking? Is it ice? No. What? That's John. Oh, that's John. Me. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking what's called a beer mosa. <laughs> All right, move on. Podcast move over. On. Move on. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on because the next thing we do is we get to, uh, they, they find Prince in the woman's room in Buckhorn. Which is uh, weird because he's been dead for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never been more proud of myself. That's, 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 a, that was that's pretty a, good. That that took me yeah. like five seconds to get. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas McLaughlin will be appearing at where? Where is your next stand-up gig, Dallas? I don't know when this is coming out. Okay, let's forget it. Okay. Um, so they've, they've found the Prince of Matthew Lillard, who's playing Bill Hastings. Um, I'll just take a moment, because I'm, I'm a guy who's in, I love names. They came up with some pretty good names. Bill Hastings, that's a good name. So that's gonna, a good one. I'm going to say it. Yep. Um, so they, they, Dave Mackley. Yeah, they're good Dave names. Dave Mackley, Bill Hastings. They still have it, at least in that category. They bring Bill Hastings in for questioning, even though they're, you know, the Hastings are having people over for dinner. Their wife is very – Mrs. Hastings is very upset. Phyllis. I'm learning all the names. I got I a bunch of new characters to learn. So um, – Back at the sheriff station, Hawk brings out all the case files. I don't know what, what case files these are, if they're the Laura Palmer investigation or if there was an investigation, because we learn for the first time that Agent Cooper has been missing basically since the last time we saw him. Um, I assumed it was anything that he had 
had a part of. So it was probably everything pertaining to Laura Palmer and sure. even when he was investigated and and then sure his disappearance if that fell to them. Sure. You know that So they yeah, so th- th- we find out through and we get to see Andy for the first time. Lucy and Andy, they've had a kid. They've been his name is Wally. <laughs> He's 24 years old and Cooper's been missing since before he was born. So, you know, we know now kind of Cooper didn't just like move into town and become a native. He bailed. Um, I thought that was a nice way. They did some very nice exposition where they didn't just say, this is what happened. They say, sure. Cooper, we haven't seen Cooper since before our yes. son was born. So, yeah. you know. Yes. And that's, that was a big question I've had. Like, what did, where did he go? What has he been doing? We don't yeah. necessarily know that, but we know he wasn't in Twin Peaks. Um, right. So... At the uh, back in Buckhorn, the interrogation room. So the state police have shown up, and it's this guy named Don Harrison who does not take over the case. He tells Dave that it's still his case. He thinks the fact that he knows the principal uh, Bill is going to be to his advantage when he questions him. Um, Bill did not, anyway. Bill designed. He does. He says, "I don't know Ruth outside of school, where she was the librarian." But then Dave puts a hole in his timeline and, you know, uh, Bill starts getting nervous and he says he needs to see his lawyer. And anyway, um, so, yeah, I, this is one of those things where you're like, what does this have to do with anything? But you feel like we're going to know more um, as this might be a big part of what the show is, the investigation into this case. Um Oh, yippee. I wondered if they were trying to do it, like if this is the Laura Palmer case. Um, yeah. Although yeah. it didn't have the emotional resonance of that. Like, no. we, we don't have a picture of this person or uh, who she was. Um, yeah, I think there's an easier way to put this, John. I don't care about <laughs> this girl. Yeah. Or well, Bill Hastings I, or his wife or Dave Mackley. I didn't come back for any of this. <laughs> it's Move true. I, and I, I felt like, uh, you know, I will say at a, as a criticism, even though all of these things were cool, like I'm, I was missing, like, who's the person that I'm like sure. on board with? Well, I here, think it's, I think it's know? Cooper. I think that's the whole. Yeah. But, but the Cooper that we, it's like, we haven't seen Cooper be Cooper. Sure. Yet, you know, like, because yeah. when he's in that, when he's, when he's in the red place, he's, he's so like in a trance sure. sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let, let, we're almost fit, done with this episode. There's the next thing we see. They take, they take him into basically his, his cell. And he wants to see his wife. So they have a warrant. They have a warrant to search his house um, and they search his car. And I, this is like, this might've been my favorite moment in this episode is that <laughs> Dave, his flashlight is strobing yeah. and he goes, Oh, my flashlight's broken. Like it's such a good, like Lynch joke, like because of the way that Lynch uses electricity and the flashing lights. And I, it, it, I don't know. It's such an obscure thing, but I loved it so much. Um, I just thought it was well, really both, funny. Both the, all the murders have started with flashing lights, yes. you know, like yeah. the autopsy and the, the, the haps diner and yes, uh, stuff like I just thought it was really, really, really funny. Maybe funnier <laughs> than I should have. Um, but in, in uh, examining his car, they find a piece of flesh in the trunk. 
And that's where this episode, this part, excuse me, these are not episodes, they are parts. Part one ends. Um, did they roll credits? They did roll credits. They're over, after, over Black? After that, over or the over... giant. Or oh, over... Right. Okay. He's not... So, here's... So, in the original it's question show, mark in the he script, was credited right? as the giant, though, right? Right, right. So, he's playing someone else? Is that what we're, what we're supposed to assume? I don't know, but in the credits, it's uh, his his character is listed as like eight question marks. Yeah. So that's why, and like, he's not wearing what the giant wore. He's also right. not in the red room. They're in some other place. <clears throat> so uh, that was the first thing. Like right away, I was like, you know, this is a guy we know before, but maybe it's not him. Um, right. But anyway, like I, I have a bunch of questions from, you know, watching this and like, I think my biggest one is how does Cooper, disappear for 25 years like a guy who works worked for the fbi how do you just like disappear especially if you're also yeah if you're actually out there yes yeah like he doesn't look that different where you wouldn't have recognized him if you knew Mm -hmm. him if they were putting out a you know bulletins for him like how do you yeah, you know. think he'd 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 grow a big beard or something? Exactly, he didn't look <laughs> different enough. Um, but yeah, that's the, probably my biggest question. And after watching this, was like, what what is the story with him since then? Because we mm-hmm. know he's a bad guy. We know he's not necessarily up to good things. But how did he? How has he not been found or caught or, you know? Anyway, um, and my my other stuff is really about like who's the who's the billionaire funding the, the box research? Like what's happening there? Mm-hmm. What was in the glass box? Like, what was that thing? What's in the box? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hey Dallas, you know what? I, I actually have an answer for that. You know who, you know who was in the box? Gwyneth Paltrow. No, it was Sam. Sam was in the box. Yeah. During that part, Sam is Sam's the answer. I think uh, I think I'm gonna bow out from here on out. Uh, you guys have been great. I wish you all the luck. What? Why does Jacoby need all those shovels? You know why? Why? Because buried in his backyard is Chet Desmond, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, and ten thousand copies of Firewalk with Me on DVD. Chet Desmond and the actor. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, <laughs> not Sam Stanley. Actually, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh. Harry Dean Stanton. Yes. They're all buried back there. So that's part uh, one. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. He's going to dig up some more lockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. So it was just locket digging practice? That's what's happening? Yeah, he's like, all right, there's got to be more out here. <laughs> Well, he takes that line womb to tomb seriously, and he's building a tomb in the back for him and Beamer. Uh, I don't, I, you know what, here's the deal. I'll be honest about this episode. Um, it made me want to watch the next one. Okay. Uh, I like the way it looked. I yes. thought like, like, I think um, uh, he created some really cool looking shots. Yeah. Um. Like way better than anything he's done with Twin Peaks before, my personal opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, and um, and I got to see a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
spoken like a Cooper's. true red-blooded American. <laughs> did you say? Uh, did you say Cooper's? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Cooper was weird, man. Cooper's been weird. The, the whole Cooper thing is a bit like the you know. I mean, we'll talk about this more of a part two, but uh, yeah, I like I, I think the whole wig thing. It just it's so clearly a wig. There's yeah. a lot of clearly a wigs. Yeah, you're just like Seriously. okay, come on. <laughs> and that does does Evil Coop like do a lot of self tanning? Do you think? Yeah, he's or a little orange. He's a little natural leather. But I feel like he's not. I feel like that is a nod to to Bob because Bob always looked dirty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. and this dude always looks dirty. Like Nicolas Cage from Snake Eyes always looks dirty. Yeah, <laughs> you have a you had a big thing with. Is that your favorite movie? What Nicolas Cage sitting guys? Yeah, uh, I, mean, I thought it was the core. You've brought it up a lot. <laughs> the core at, at core fan sixty nine. <laughs> Jesus, that's how long ago we started the stupid podcast. It was <laughs> I forgot about that joke. <laughs> <laughs> the core. Oh my god! You, you know, guys I've been watching that one going for a while. <laughs> way way too long. Way too long. <laughs> kind of makes me want to If watch you're the just core, joining man. us, please go back and revisit all of our classic moments <laughs> on iTunes. Edition the Perk. You know what's funny is they're making a core of the return. <laughs> really? Return to the core. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> but in this one, Hillary Swank's bad Hillary Swank, and she has short hair. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I um I was trying to have some fun, and I decided that since none of these new episodes have like really bad the German subtitle titles, that I would make up my own. So I have three uh-huh. of them, and I'll let you guys tell me which one it should be. So here they are. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's a world of truck drivers. <laughs> number like two, that. number two, what's in the box? And number <laughs> and number three, the adventures of Beulah and Otis. <laughs> I mean, for for comedy's sake, the adventures of Beulah and Otis. But if you're trying to get to the German, like parallel German ones, then you, I think what's in the box. It's, it's is probably, probably what's in the box, box right? Yeah. yeah. Probably the closest. I guess we'll have to it, wait yeah. years for this to show uh, on German Bravo, and then they can retitle German. it. <laughs> they can retitle it. Um, well, that was part one, guys. Uh, I I really, really was looking forward to talking with you guys about this, and I'm glad we got to. So thanks for taking the time, Dallas, John. Yeah, man. Our pleasure. Um, again, please subscribe to our show. We are going to try to keep up with all the parts, um, and we'll have part one and part two posted kind of quickly together. We're going to try to talk part two tonight, so... Um, anyway, tell your friends, follow us on Twitter and keep watching. Um, anything else, Dallas, do you want to say anything? Want to close out? No, man. I just, um, I, it made me think, you know, if Matthew Lillard's in the show and there's a character named Bob, is that what the character heroin Bob was based on in SLC punk? (laughs) And is heroin Bob going to show up in Twin Peaks The Return? And if that's the case, then I'm really excited. I, I can't I can't top that. So we'll let's end there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great ass. We'll see you next time on Dish in the Percolator. Mm, yeah. 
dig that Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face. Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't. Let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, the mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes. Something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we falling in love? Mm. That's the ketchup. I like coffee, donuts. <laughs> Russ Tamblin.